Yes, welcome to the NBA panel. I'm here with John Weatherspoon. Training, training is essential for skill development in all levels of basketball. NBA players ranging from alphas all the way down to best role players are consistently working with the best trainers in the world to reflect their craft. And today we're rejoined by one of the best trainers in the industry, Ben Berlusi. Ben, what's going on? How you doing, John? Thanks for having me on, my man. Everything's good, man. Always great to talk to you. And you have too. a busy summer, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This summer, this summer's pretty busy trying to get all the guys, uh, you know, sorted out for their upcoming season. Some of these guys just got right. contracts, and and uh, they all want to make sure that their game is airtight going into next season. So uh, definitely right. a busy off season for me. Well, I get busy right now. Also, you have um hard trials for your um for the um BBA and BBA yep. form. Yep, yep. So we're on our academy side. We're we're busy. Uh, we're, we're now all over, um, the country. We're in Florida, Texas, New York, and, you know, we're probably going to see close to probably, probably four to four to 4,500 kids on the year ranging in that K through uh, 12th grade, uh, age. So, um, you know, staying busy with that and just teaching the kids the fundamentals and giving them some inspiration to, to reach their basketball goals. So it's been always a pleasure to work with the younger kids. It kind of brings you back to to reality, when you're younger, um, you know you always wanted to. You always want to aim to be in the NBA, but at the adolescent stage, man, that's where all the the skills are developed, and it kind of reminds right. you like the journey and stuff. Uh, you know that that you were on as a player, so it's super fun to be involved with with the younger guys. Right, it's, it's, it's good to see early, and you know early, you know in the player in the young player's eyes if, if you really love the game or not. I was for you having a young player single to you everywhere, and nobody want to get better. You're the teacher that's going to teach them to the future. Yeah, having a younger guy, having a younger player who's who's you know super hungry, like you could tell right away, like which ones are serious and and which ones are just doing it just to do it. Um, I right. think there's a certain there's a certain level of like um, a focus that they have um, when it's in the training sessions and also outside. You know, I I could see a lot of the kids who, you know, they want to make this their life by the questions they ask off the court. Um, you know, how is it like working with NBA guys? What stuff should I be doing? Um, and I'll tell them the same thing. You've got to be obsessed with this because it's an industry where um, there's so many basketball players. In the NBA, there's only 450. There's only 450. And, you know, right. that's, um, that's a, a, such a small number. So, you know, I try to tell the kids to have realistic goals, um, see what their, what their, their real passion is uh, for the game and, and where they can excel and, and what stuff that, they could continue to do to get better because, you know, making the NBA is nearly impossible, but that doesn't mean you can't have a, a great career and meet a lot of great people through, through the journey. So um, I think basketball is definitely an outlet for our networking and connections and, and skills uh, that you could take into life. Um, so I think it's just such a great game. and It's such a great thing for younger kids to be a part of. Yes. That 450 is a magic number and a special number, even with the implement, implementation of the NBA G League, that number still at 450. That get called up from the NBA you need to make the NBA, and that's not a, that's not a guarantee. Also, so if you're in the NBA, you're blessed and you, you deserve to be there. Some people say some people in the NBA are bums. That's not true. They're special. They're good, they're good enough to be even if they're best players, good enough to be there. No, exactly. I mean, listen, the the there's so many good basketball players out there in the G League and in the Europe and the NBA. Um, it's never a matter of skill at that point. It's a lot to do with right connections, right timing. Um, you know, I see even more nowadays the timing is, is even more impeccable for these guys. You know, guys getting injured, that means there's guys waiting to step up and, and take right. those minutes and be productive. So they're 
putting themselves on a showcase. But uh, there's guys in the NBA um, that don't see the floor, and they, they, they certainly could be starters in the NBA. That's how, that's how wide range the talent is. It's just all of the stuff that goes into it is, is, is never to do with basketball. It, it really, it's, it's really about, you know, where do they fit in with this organization? Is the organization looking for a big guy or a guard? Right. And maybe they have too many guards, um, and so they don't have a good chance to play, and they can find themselves out of the NBA shortly if it's not the right situation. So situation, timing, um, agents, connections are certainly a, a huge component of guys having success in the NBA. And then also these guys having the right team around them. Um, yeah. If you, if you don't have the right people around you um, in this industry, uh, it, it's really hard to make it alone because there's a lot of um, – there's a lot of challenges and you need, you need different eyes, different filters to see like, uh, you know, what at this stage, like you're a cele- celebrity, what other people are, are wanting from you um, yeah. off the court, on the court. So having guys you can consult with um, is, is definitely, I think a huge overlooked asset and, and to make sure you can trust your guys and they're not just there for the ride to make some money, but they're also there for your best interest is, is really crucial um, to make a successful NBA player. If you look at, Let's say LeBron, for example, you know, he brought all his guys up that he's had since high school um, right. along with him. So he knows, he knows who to trust and he knows what responsibilities that they can handle. And um, I think that's what also makes them super successful on and off the court, too. Yes, and at BBA, you guys are setting yourself apart from the others. Um, you focus on ball handling, high volume scoring, um, shooting on the um, speed and quickness, jumping, agility, agility and reaction. Um, focusing on the basics. Does set to a part. What's the importance of teaching younger kids and athletes also to focus on these points, on these focus points? You know, I, I think I think the big thing is when you're teaching kids when they're younger um, is is the first thing is you you know you you teach them a little bit of everything when they're younger because they don't know what they're going to develop into. But once they get to a certain grade, a certain level, you can kind of see like okay, he's tall, but he's probably really a, a forward like a like a Kevin Durant gotcha. or. You know, gotcha. a bigger, uh, a big guy who can step out and shoot the three, and 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 nowadays, you know, these these high school players, you're you're seeing them um, develop and blossom uh, really early because they're 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 growing at a rapid pace, but they're also developing guard skills. Um, so I think the big thing is once you really find your true self in in basketball, uh, to really double down on those skills. Not every every team, you know, every team needs a shooter. Every team needs a defender. Every team needs someone scrappy. And, you know, you got to find your ways to separate yourself in basketball and not just through scoring. I think everyone has the misconception if they have 30 and 15 that they're good. Well, guess what? Everybody in the league can score. Um, everybody in, 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 in high school and college, you know, everyone can score. But, you know, to be a true champion and to be successful, like, ha- you got to play both ends of the floor. you got to have a mental edge. There's, there's lots that goes into it. So, for younger players, I think it's, it's especially important to kind of find your true identity as you as you get older um, towards like that middle school, high school uh, right. marker and say like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm a shooter or I'm this or I'm that. I really need to be good at that because that's what colleges recruit players for is, is one or two skills that they can insert into what they have existing already in their program, um, you know, so – uh, fi- having ways to stick out definitely in today's game is, is rebounding toughness, um, you know, being able to shoot the ball as an asset and uh, having a high IQ 
and just bringing something different on the floor, even even leadership is is a really uh, overlooked skill that um, you know teams are looking for. I mean, that's why you know, for example, uh, Miami they they keep UD around after all these years. He doesn't play at all, you know, through through a whole couple of seasons, but they need that right. leadership in the locker room, you know, and that's that's for a reason. So, um, yeah, that's that's definitely huge for younger younger people just to figure out, you know, what their game truly is and then really double down on it. Yes, speaking of youth, I love the um, message board and Derek Rose and Marcus Smart for um, um for Ja. Mm-hmm. I to help him a whole lot and the whole team a whole lot. And if they're if they're better in the locker room, that's going to translate to the floor. Oh yeah. Well. Yeah, yeah. I think I think a Derek Rose, the guy who's been through it all. Um, I think he's 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 a, a guy who is definitely matured throughout his career on and off the court, um, but just knows what it takes to be a superstar. And uh, as, I, as to my point earlier, like if you don't have the right people around you, John Morant is, a, is an example of that. You know, his team should have never allowed that stuff. The videos, the IG live, they should have been someone in his ear saying like, "That's not cool." Like you know, right. so. Um, you know, the guys who are really successful in the league have the right people around them. So maybe Derek Rose can, can be a big brother for him um, and really show him the ropes because his talent is undeniable. Uh, but again, as yeah. I mentioned earlier, like it's not about basketball. It's the other things that are going to make you really successful, um, you know, in, in the league and, and through your career is having high character. Um, I know there's teams in the NBA have spoken to some, some GMs and, you know, they're, they're looking for – sometimes they'll take a guy who's less talented, but they know he's a locker room guy over the guy who's more talented just so there's cohesiveness in the locker room. And, uh, you know, they have uh, someone who could be a big brother to, again, these younger players who, you know, their their first paycheck is, uh, you know, half a million dollars, and they're 18, 19, 20, 20 years old. Like, it's it's not easy. So the the big thing that the guys like Derek Rose do is – they recenter, recalibrate these guys' focus. Like you're here to play basketball and inspire, and 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 God puts you in a position to to really inspire the youth and to be, uh, you know, an example of, of of being a good leader and and someone who kids can look up to. So I definitely like that move on Memphis' side. Definitely, everyone has ideas, but only a few to bring them into reality. Um, 2008, you basically established BBA. How is this for you from that point to this to this current reality? Seeing your vision grow, continue. Can this thing grow and get bigger? Oh, man, you know, that's a great question. Uh, when I first started it, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I I just literally was asked to work with a kid and worked right. with one kid, and then it grew into more and more kids. And then as I got bigger into it, I said, man, I got to learn business. Like, you know, most, right. <laughs> most trainers um, that, I've, that I've met, and it's not a, a knock on them, they just don't understand the business side, um, which is okay. Um, but it depends where you want to take the business. And, and for me, I realized early on, if I don't have some sort of strategy and some plan and have a big vision and, and a goal to aim towards, I'm going to be stuck in the gym for 14, 15 hours a day and, and, and killing my body. And, and obviously I love what I do and I can, I can, I could break my body for this game because I love this so much, but you know, right. I just turned 40, uh, last, you know, last week and, and, um, you know, having kids and stuff like that, as you get older, you want to, you know, pick and choose your spots, so to speak. So um, understanding the business side and understanding where the the opportunities were in this industry that's become oversaturated uh, was something I took a lot of passion and pride into is just stepping back as the trainer and putting on my, my CEO hat and saying, like, how can I, how can I do this the right way? How can I, how can I make this successful? 
Right. How can I build my team um, around me that's going to help me, you know, be able to see my vision and, and help execute it? So um, that was a big thing for me is once I found the right people and I shared my vision with them and they believed right. in me, they executed everything. And, and uh, right. you know, that's that's the reason why we're still growing now um, because I have people who are really, really good and really strong at what I'm really weak at. And uh, I realized that early on that, you know, I got to get the right people uh, to do stuff that, again, that, that I'm not that good at. So um, I think that was one of my strengths is kind of putting the right people in the in the room um, yes. and, and just, you know, have allocating their positions properly and giving them opportunities to run with, with the business model and the vision. So, yeah, I still want to talk. I never want to be the smartest one in the room. <laughs> I yeah. never want to be. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> You help you help um the caliber players you work with. You help them with their craft. How for you is work with that caliber player helping your craft? Because you work with some players, where you don't have to teach a certain thing. You teach other players. Certain players you work with is going okay. He knows that, and okay, I don't have to teach him that. I can just go straight to this. Yeah, I think um you know I think working with some of these guys like the the big thing um, for me is I watch a ton of film on them first when I work with them. And I'm able to kind of know the ins and outs. And then I'm able to kind of share, like, the nuances that I think that I see that could add, you know, a certain right. asset to their game. So I think, like, really knowing the players, um, uh, for me, off the court first is how you build, like, a relationship and respect. Because if it's just strictly business, you never can get the results in this business. Um, right. It's, it's so spending time with them off the court, getting to know their families, getting to know this and that, then I'm able to kind of, like, you know, zoom out and say, okay, here's a, here's what we can add to your game. Here's how we should do it. And, and, you know, here's the amount of time it's going to take. And there's a certain level of respect and trust there that, um, you know, everything that I'm, I'm showing them and teaching them, they, they tend to have their, their guard down and ready to work and willing to listen. So, um, so, you know, just building the respect first with these guys, is way more right. important than, than the knowledge that, you know, um, I've seen, I've seen guys in this industry are that, that are not that great trainers, but they have such a great relationship with their guys that, um, you know, they take them everywhere, and there's a there's a level of um, you know the cohesiveness there where you can see like they really mesh well, and there's there's they're getting results because of that relationship. Um, and you know, so I think it's just really important to to build build the proper relationships with your guys before you you even move forward with um, you know uh, an extensive plan. Definitely. <clears throat> You mentioned player contracts earlier in the opening. Um, players' contracts have ballooned. And shout out to Jalen Brown, who has who has the current NBA Richards contract. Because um, <laughs> another player on his team was about to beat that next year. I mean, Jason Tatum's up next. Yeah. yeah. But, um, players' contracts have incentives, incentives in them. Um, how does that help you help them? Because you know you're both on the same page, trying to get to another level to reach those incentives in their contract. I think. I think once you kind of know the potential of the financials, then, you know, it, it, there's a certain motivation for guys to get that max contract. I mean, the money that these guys are making is crazy. Yes. Um, I yes. never expected yes. to see someone make <laughs> 60 million a year, 70 yes. million. It's, it's, it's getting up there. So, you know, and guess what? As a younger guy, I don't blame you. Like you might have a 10, 15 year career in the NBA. And if you can make, you know, if you can get a three hundred and five million dollar contract, I mean, man, like it's it's super crazy. So, yeah. um, I think in today's game, back to your question, is like if you have a guy 
who has that as kind of a motivation if they haven't got that big contract yet, it's definitely something that you keep them on, on their, on track with, you know, like right. if they're having bad games or, um, you know, they're, they're feeling a little frustrated, you know, you're constantly saying, Hey, like, this is your contract year. This is the big year. Like, you know, let's get, let's get our focus back. Let's get our focus back because at the same, in the same breath, it's not about the money, but money is also the motivation for some of these guys, not even for the, the you know, for it to go into the bank account, but just to establish their name in the NBA. Because in the NBA, if you look at all the guys that play the bulk of the minutes, all of them have max contracts, all, all big contracts. The guys who are trying to get their foot inside of that kind of that, that classroom where they're with the big dogs making that kind of money in the NBA, right. those are the ones who uh, really are trying to, to push themselves to achieve that goal. But it's, um, it's definitely motivating to kind of establish yourself and minutes in the league. Um, you know, some of these, these, these guys in the league are, you know, they're eighth, ninth players off the bench. Um, and they, you know, they're just, they're just itching for the opportunity. But if they knew, if they had that money, they know that they're guaranteed those minutes. So money is a big factor for, Obviously, the obvious reasons of what money can bring, but in, as far as playing time and building a legacy, it's almost necessary to get that opportunity. Because when you have a team where your best, where where your guys making sixty millions, you cannot put them on the bench. You cannot yeah. as a coach. Right. <laughs> You're going right. to look horrible as an organization. You're going to look horrible as a coach. So that's what I was trying to say is like that money solidifies that player's position as far as being on the floor. So. It's definitely something that I, I talk to my guys about um, to, to just, you know, the ones who are still trying to get those 15, 20 minutes of games, they're, they're not in rotation. It's, it's something that we, we, we definitely have a discussion about when we go over uh, in, off season and into them plans. Yes. Yes. We've seen them overseas. We've had a small glimpse over here in the state of uh, Victor Wemenyama. If he hits his mark and continues to grow into the player we believe he can be, you imagine the contract he'll command in a few years? Man, I, see, the thing is with him, his, his, first, his first summer league game, I know they're like, oh, my gosh, you know, he's this or that. He's not ready. Yeah. The guy can average a double-double just off his size alone. And I'm talking rebounding and blocking shots. He's Yes. As, as much as he has the length, he does have great timing to, to facilitate in the paint um, and alter shots. I think, you know, once his confidence gets rolling, um, offensively, he's going to be an absolute tear. He's going to he can he'll average a double double and not even touch the, the the core base of what his potential is, just because his his size alone, but also like yeah. his skill set is is there. And you can see he's hungry. He loves the game. He's like a a young Kevin Durant, um, where you just yeah. you see he wants to live in the gym and train and train and, and get better. And um, that that kid that kid could be special um, if he stays healthy. And and I just uh, again like he for me. You know, he can be a, a defensive player of the year and, and win an MVP in the same year because of, because of what he offers. I mean, if that was, if that was, if that was possible, um, I think he's an absolute unique unicorn. I've never seen anything like him myself. So I, I think there's – I have high hopes for his potential uh, just as, like, a fan. I think he's, he's definitely going to do something that we haven't seen before. Um, just statistically in the league, it's, it's going to be kind of crazy. Yeah, it's great for generational generational players to come into the league. Great to see him. But yep. fans to the game. Yep. Yes, yes. Yep. He's going he's going to be tested every every night. So that's gonna help his acclimation to the league faster. So that's yep. gonna do a bad thing for him at the same time. 
Well, well, look, you know, like no, no rookie comes in the league. That's that's what people don't understand. Is like the first year, you know, you you wanna you wanna have Joel and B drop forty five on your head, and then the next night, you know, you have twelve blocks, and you know, you have twenty twenty points, ten rebounds, and like they're gonna go through through these highs and lows. Then there's gonna be the games yeah. where he doesn't score a lot, but he's got a, a, a ton of rebounds. Like he's not gonna, you're not gonna see what his true potential is. I don't think until the second half of the season, um, then once he's really comfortable, you'll see, okay, like this is, this, this kid legit. Um, right. I, I think he's an absolute gem. I mean, he's got all the, the handle in the mid post. He's got the catch and shoot. He can finish around the rim. He, he's he's going to become a better passer. He's going to become a better on ball defender. I think he's, he's going to be superb. He's, he's really unique and he moves really well for his, for his size. So, He's going to be really good. Yeah, I want to elaborate on your car, on your on your craft. Um, over the years, how long do you think it took you to be able to look at a client and say, okay, his conditioning isn't at this level, so I'll give him these these um these skill sets to do, or give him these these skills to work on and work on that later. So when I when I get a guy, I get somebody new, or I have my guys. The first thing I I say is like, what are we really good at? Like like I said, let's let like especially NBA players, what are you going to get paid for right now? Okay, so let's be really good at that. If you're rebounding um, and you're able to finish around the rim and you got a little bit of a pick-and-pop game or a mid-post game, like let's, let's really be good at that stuff. But what's one skill that we can add each offseason that accumulates through your five- to ten-year career, um, hopefully ten-year, 15 career, but that can accumulate right. every year that you're, that you're always hanging a new skill uh, uh, on your hat where you could say you, you know exactly um, – you know, when to use it and how to use it. So I think it's always important to start off with like, what are they really good at? And then where, where can we add certain parts to the game? So, um, you know, I think, I think for a trainer who's, who's really um, has the players and they're developing them and they're trying to get them successful. The first thing is again, like what's, what's one or two skills that we can wrap out all summer long that they can bring into next season. Is it shooting? Uh, is it is it watching a ton of film on defense and 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 rebounding? So I think once you establish that with your players, you you have your long term goals, and every year you keep go, you keep chipping away at them, and and that's I think that's the way to get the best results. Um, like one of my guys, uh, every season once one one off season, all we did was focus on mid post, and then going into okay. season two, we focused off mid post with counters, and then season three, we focused on getting him a base to shoot the NBA three. And then season four, now he's got the confidence to shoot the three ball with, diff- with different footwork variations. So that's how, that's how I typically layer it. But okay. his foundation was so strong from, you know, the years of just building up his skills that it's, you know, again, like he, he has the go-to moves into the, in the games where he's not looking out there like he's lost, but he, you know, he, he's intuitive and can react and go to his strengths. But, uh, definitely adding one skill every off season, I think is one or two is probably the smartest approach to be efficient with these guys. Good. It's obvious um, you persevered and believed in yourself. That's why BBA is at the point it is now and continues from growing. Um, how is it anyone who wants to be NBA skills trainer to know they have to persevere it's not going to be easy in the beginning? Oh, man, that's a, that's a great question. I think that 
when you first get into the game, don't think about, I need to make money. I need to do this or that. Learn, learns from everybody. Learn as much as possible um, and, and be patient. I knew in my brain, in my head that like, if I can, if I could be patient for at least five years to seven years where like, maybe I'm not making much money, right. but I'm gaining so much knowledge that I know I can get to a certain place. With, yeah, that growth, with the that growth period, that growth period. Yeah. Yes. Because eventually you're going to keep yes. meeting the yes. right people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a long-term game. You know, everyone comes into the game and, and you know, I think in, in business and life where they, they want the short-term result. But, I mean, if you're not willing to put in five to seven years of sacrificing time, yes. energy, putting your ego down and asking. Like, I, I, in the beginning, I, I was learning from high school kids and middle school kids, even different things that they were doing. I was watching right. closely and, and um you know, I was just an absolute sponge um, and I was picking everybody's brain and then I was watching YouTube clips. I was watching yeah. all the guys who were successful. It's a, I think it just becomes to your earlier question, like with the players, like if you don't have an obsession or relentless approach towards your craft, um, you don't stand a chance in this game because there's, yeah. like I said, it's becoming oversaturated on the skill side too. Everybody wants to, anybody who plays wants to do skill development and stuff, but right. it takes a lot of, time in the gym, learning from your guys, uh, learning from coaches, uh, asking the right questions. And, and like, like I was saying, I was in the gym for about 10 years straight, 12 years straight for, I don't know, 13, 14 hour days sometimes, uh, right. especially in the off season. Um, so anybody who's new in the game, is just learn as much as possible, ask a ton of questions, um, watch a ton of stuff. I mean, YouTube, I mean, there's some great stuff on there, but know who you're watching, know what other skills guys on there that you respect and are right. getting results with guys. And, you know, I think that's, that's huge is just to be a sponge and just learn as much. Um, and just, again, just having a long-term plan is, is, is huge. Um, yeah. You know, I was super excited just to be in the gym for free around, around certain guys and just learning and watching and, um, it just made me so more appreciative of where I'm at now. Um, it's yeah. just kind of building it from the ground up. Yes, the saying is true. If you believe in you, you have to believe in yourself first before anybody else will. Once you That's do right. that, they they come, they follow you, they see you're yep. serious. That's right. And That's right. That's why BBA is where it is right now. Part of your hard no. work, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, it's been it's been a long time, um, but definitely. BBA has, has shown me so much, uh, given me so much outside of uh, just the training element. I've, I've met, like I said, some, some of the greatest people. Um, I'm going to places I couldn't even imagine. Um, you know, I was a couple of years ago, I was, did a clinic in the Philippines, and I was just out in Spain around uh, 18 to 20 NBA players. Um, Great. And, and it was just amazing to see, like, the you know, where the game has brought me and where BBA has brought me and, where it's, where it's going to continue to take me and, um, you know, just super grateful. I was just a young kid with, with an idea to, to work with guys and, you know, give back because that's what I felt was right at the time. And, right. you know, it's just blossomed. I don't know what about in 15, 16 years later, it's just, it's just grown and grown and grown. So I'm, I'm super, super appreciative of, of being in this position and having good people around me, as I said. So. Yeah. Your hard work is paying off, man. Happy for you. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate that, man. Ben, always a pleasure speaking with you, man. I do this more often, bro. I circle back uh, middle of the season, something like that. Yeah, definitely. Let's, let's do it, man. Let's do it. I always appreciate you having me on. Love your podcast. Love what you do. Uh, you always ask great questions, and it's always fun to chop up some basketball stuff with you, man. So thank you so much for for having me on.
Appreciate you and appreciate your words. Always a pleasure, man. Yeah, same good, here, man, man. Good rest of your day and you're busy somewhere ahead. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, I know. Non-stop, man. <laughs> Non-stop. But, yeah, you enjoy the rest of your summer, and uh, let's definitely stay connected, my man. I really appreciate you. Definitely. You too. The rest of your day. Okay. Take care. You too. This is NBA Skills Trainer, Ben Belucci, once again, joining me. Catch you next time.